tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. Uh, we're pleased to be joined now on the phone by uh, Jim Wexel. Uh, of course, the author of uh, Palomalu, the inspirational story of Pittsburgh Steelers safety, Troy Palomalu. <laughs> and, uh, of course, uh, Jim also uh, has his uh, website, uh, SteelCityInsider.com. Uh, has been down at the uh, the Steelers' practices uh, for OTAs here, watching them along uh, along with myself and, and others down there. And I just wanted to get Jim's takeaways uh, from everything that uh, has happened uh, thus far. We're only a couple days into it, but still... Uh, we gotten a chance to see uh, a lot of the rookies down there. Not many of the veterans, though, Jim. Well, we can talk a little bit about the rookies, but there are a couple things uh, that you and I were talking about that I'd like to rehash, if we can. Yeah, go ahead. W- one, we were talking about, I was talking about how easy it is to play first base. <laughs> and the Pirates yesterday showed me that it's very, very difficult. <laughs> very difficult. <laughs> if you're not paying attention so, to how many outs there I don't know that story. You didn't see it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Their oh, first the baseman with two team. outs, A ball is a, uh, there's a ball hit the third with a runner on second. There's two outs. Third baseman throws across the infield. The throw takes the first, pulls the first baseman a little off the bag, mm-hmm. but the runner's nowhere near the bag yet. The runner stops. Javier, uh, Javier Baez stops. And starts to backtrack. Where all you got to do is step on first base. The first baseman decides, Will Craig decides, he's going to chase the runner back to home plate. <laughs> well, the runner on second rounds third base and, and continues to come home because why not? Yeah, you got nothing to lose, right? At the last second, <laughs> Craig decides he's going to toss the ball to the catcher. The guy slides in. He's safe. Meanwhile, nobody has shifted around the cover first base. This is still this so is the still, hitter's just running. It's still a force out at first base. <laughs> The runner at wow. the runner, you see him. He stepped inside of the throw. He signals safe at home. Notices that there's nobody at first base and decides I'm going to run the first base because if he acquires first base, the run counts. Yeah, yeah. So he beats the second baseman <laughs> to first. They throw, try to throw the runner out of first base. They throw the ball into the outfield. So the hitter is like gets a double out of it. He ends up on second base. They score a run when all the first baseman had to do was. Stop, step on first. first base, and the inning's over. Wow. Holy you see something new something in baseball in all the time. Wow. <laughs> well, you, you know, Baez actually thought the runner was safe. He stood there and gave the safe sign and a little celebrating Yes. before he realized he, could, he should scramble back to first. Yes, because... I don't think he knew that he was still <laughs> going to cancel that run out. So first base should be easy. Everybody wants to say how smart he was, but... Hey, you know, uh, that that little segment led Morning Joe this morning. You know, Mika stewed while Joe and all the sports guys are talking about the Pirates. The Pirates led the national newscast this morning. Oh, my God. Not for the right wow. reasons, though. Not for the right reasons, which <laughs> which brings us to the Steelers, Jim. I know that you know, the, the, the Penguins are now eliminated from the playoffs. The Pirates are awful. They're, I think they've won six. They're six and twenty. They're six and twenty in their last twenty six games. They've been dead to me for a while. The Steelers are the are the last hope. Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. Right. (laughs) All all eyes are going to be on the team now. And and yet nationally, I think when you look at the 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 perception of this team, 
it's that, wow, the Steelers are really going to be bad. And Matt and I just went over the, the football outsiders, the teams that are going to be picking in the top 10, their projected top 10 picks next year. And the Steelers aren't in that. And yet I see a lot of national perception that the Steelers are going to be really bad. I just don't see it. No, no, I don't either. And, you know, I bank a lot of that on Najee Harris, and it's kind of foolish, right? I mean, we've seen him run against air. He looks kind of good running against air in uh, in rookie minicamp and in these OTAs. And am I wrong? I know we're escorted out before the end of practice, but are they not scrimmaging at all? No, I think this first week was was all about teaching and, and – uh... Okay. You know, uh, you know, the, That's kind of a difference, though. It's different, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I, I think, you know, when we talked to Cam Hayward earlier in the week, I think that's something that the players pushed for. Like, hey, we're, we're going to play 17 okay. games this year. Um, we don't need to be out there beating each other up. The, the veterans don't need to be there. Use this time to, to get the rookies acclimated and the, and the new guys acclimated. And then I expect to start seeing the veterans start to trickle back in, if not next week, certainly the week after that. That was a big complaint around the league from the Players Association is, hey, we're not in pads and I'm taking on bull rushes. And, you know, like, so right. I, I assume that was, a, you know, the Tomlin told them, hey, you don't have to worry about that stuff. That's my guess. Okay. Yeah, but I, I agree well, with you. I think Najee um, Harris looks outstanding. So, oh, some of the I, things I that I've seen him do. No. Yeah, you just know he's he's – He's a definitely a missing piece. Now, I'm not saying he's going to lead them to anything. I don't know, but I really like the looks of them with him in there. And, uh, you know, we know about their wide receivers. Um, Fryermuth suddenly looks small. I, I, I don't know if, if uh, Zach Gentry has gained a bunch of weight or if he's still trying to shed from putting on weight because of his injury. But he looks massive. And Fryermuth, you know, and Raiders are pretty pretty big, big enough. He's a blocking tight end. Mm-hmm. Ebron, I don't know if I've seen him. I, 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 it doesn't matter. But uh, Fryermuth kind of looks small. So I don't know how much he's going to help, as, particularly as a blocker. But um, Kendrick Green, you know, they just do these little drills and they hold pads for him and they practice their punching. And he rocks these guys. I mean, it's like they're surprised. I don't know if they're surprised anymore, but they seem to go backwards a lot. Of, uh, surprisingly, they're surprised when they stumble backwards after they get rocked by him. And the big tackle seems to have quicker feet than I thought or I saw on films. And, I, I, you know, after the draft, I went and looked at Dan Moore, and I thought, oh, boy, this guy doesn't look good. This is this is their classic Tony Hill's fourth-round pick. <laughs> But even though even though guys like Duke Mannyweather and Gil Brandt were raving about him, I I assumed well, geez, I, I I must miss something. I really don't know anything. I'm not like Matt here. I don't know what Matt was saying about his college tape. But he seemed to have a bad first step. But he looks he looks like an athlete now to me, more athletic than I imagined when I watched some of the film. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that assessment of him. He, he he does look much lighter on his feet than I thought, and, and his body's. There's, he's not sloppy. There's no, you know. No, he's got a good frame to work mm-hmm. with. Yeah. And, you know, one thing about scouting, mm-hmm. too, we need to realize these guys aren't that old, and they're, a lot of them aren't developed bodies of work. And this year's so goofy that the last time we saw him play actual football was a long time ago, didn't see a combine, didn't see all those things. So when we go back and watch him, maybe he wasn't where he was now. You know, maybe he's just improved over the last six months a fair amount, too. And Steelers know that stuff. 
Mm-hmm. One of the other things, Dale, we were talking about, uh, you and I, was uh, I said, wow, Mason Rudolph, he, he's letting his hair grow a little bit. <laughs> and he, he, he kind of looked like a taller Tommy Maddox. And then I remembered Maddox, you know, didn't have that strong of an arm. And I'm watching Mason fling it around, and he looks more confident with that long hair. Then you reminded me he was dating a supermodel or something. No, no, yeah, that's yeah. good for the confidence. <laughs> He's upgraded his game a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he really has. Yeah. That's good for the confidence. There's a swagger about him. Well, it. and the team and gave him money, too. Uh-huh. I think that may have something to do with it, too, Jim. I mean, when Good. you get a, they get that new contract and all of a sudden now you're like, okay, I'm I'm going to be here. I think that was a sneaky good signing, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, now he doesn't yeah. have to go into this going, okay, what's Dwayne Haskins? Am I looking over my shoulder at Dwayne Haskins all the time? He kind of knows Josh Dobbs. Who, he knows who yeah, he yeah, is. Yeah, been... But they went out and signed a guy who was drafted in the first <laughs> round at your position, but then they gave you money. So, you know, and it wasn't, you know, it's, yeah. not, it's not a minimum deal. They gave him a little bit of money to, to say, okay, you, you're going to be in the mix next year. If, if Ben walks away, you're at least going to get a you're shot be next here. year. You yeah. at least know you're, you know, at a worst, he's going to be the two next year. Yeah, so right. I, I yeah, think that I plays into that too. I, I can't imagine him losing the two this year. And I'm not going by what I'm seeing. I mean, I, I am seeing a more confident guy. And uh, Haskins seems to have a little hitch in his throw. But, I mean, Haskins has, has a lot of mental work to do before he's even in that conversation. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and you know, just, just going back to Tommy Maddox, I mean, we all watched that. And, you know, I, I'm sure, I, at least I was, I can't speak for you, Dale, but I was in, caught up in the uh, giving the job over Cordell in 2002. Oh, yeah. Lighten it up in practice. It yeah, we'd all seen Cordell, you know, and you've been through that whole that whole thing. Yeah, with, you're going to start another slump on us. We, we've stuck with you over Kent Graham. You know, all this. this is enough. Yeah, we've enough. been wrong about you in the past. Let's move on. Um, but, yeah, I mean, well, I, I, you see it. A year and a half it. later, we were wrong about Maddox. But I, I just see Mason being a taller, better Maddox, actually. I, I think when he gets his chance, I think he's going he's gonna to surprise all his haters. I really do. I just – and, you know, he's got the supermodel behind him. Is he a supermodel? Is that what you said? I don't know if she's a supermodel, but she's somebody famous. Hmm. Tim, ben, Tim, <laughs> our friend Tim Benz would know right now who oh, she I'm is. Sure. Many out there yeah. screaming into their. I, I don't study who right you now. know who's dating who or those kind of things. Yeah. I've just been told that he's been dating somebody famous. I'm too old to know who's famous anymore. <laughs> but he does. I like his longer hair. He looks like Maddox with that longer hair, and I like the way he slings the ball, and he's got a swagger. So I'm not too concerned. I'm not as concerned, uh, I think, as the national guys are about the quarterback situation for Pittsburgh. No, I'm not either, and I think that, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not as concerned about a lot of things with the Steelers that, that seem to be troubling national people. I mean, I just think, it, you know, you, you touched on it earlier, the addition of Najee Harris is something they haven't had since 2017. They've had to make up for that position as opposed to lean on it. They have to. I'm sorry. Explain that, Matt. They've had to make up for that position, oh, oh, yeah. or work around it, or check out a run plays as opposed to being able to lean on it. You know, I mean, I think it's night and day difference with him. And you know, when Le'Veon did go down, what they they brought in? Uh, oh my goodness, who'd they bring in to start those playoff games? Somebody Jordan, from Wake Jordan Ford. Todman and guys oh, of that yeah. nature. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they already have uh, Jordan Todd for Jordan Todman, and they're all they all know the system right now. (laughs) So, 
Oh, man. I, I'm, it, that's what's going to make this year fun. And I, I, I give you the Buffalo Bills game for an example. You know, Buffalo is now the darling, right? They've got the quarterback. Now they're going to have to deal with, and Cleveland, too, for that matter. Yeah, people they're going to have to deal with where in the I, I've already heard compl- where in the bullseye. Yeah, I've already heard complaints out of Cleveland's media that the team has to play on Christmas this year. They've never had to play <laughs> exactly. on Christmas before. You know, like, oh yeah, my God, we got to play on Christmas. Like this is what happens when you win. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, get used to playing Monday night and then going on the road for a Thursday night game right. <laughs> or some all the crazy stuff that happens when you become a darling. And Buffalo is a darling for one, and they they're what a six point favorite in that opener. I think the Steelers are a great underdog. You know, that's a, you got a team coming in with Ben Roethlisberger who's, who's being ridiculed and whatever else is being ridiculed, uh, the offensive line, uh, against a team that's got a lot of pressure on it and is going to be a six-point favorite in their own building. You know, and the Bills beat the Steelers last year. I just like the Steelers to upset that, uh, that Bills team just because, the Steelers know all about that bullseye. have had to deal with it for a decade with Roethlisberger. Big games, little games, whatever. They're all pressure games. And now the Bills are going to have to deal with that. So I kind of see the Steelers pulling the upset and then, of course, losing to the Raiders the following week. <laughs> there is something to learning how to win in this league and putting it together year after year. And the Steelers certainly have proven to be able to do that just about as well as anyone. And one of the reasons for it is developing their own talent. And, you know, there's some young guys on this team Mm -hmm. that I'm not at practice. You know, there was no preseason last year. Justin Lane comes to mind. I mean, I think there's some pivotal young guys, rookies aside, that Dale and I often say, you know, you're allowed to get better. (laughs) You know, I mean, what are your thoughts on some of those, you know, early draft picks lately? Early draft picks. Lately, yeah, Lane, you know, Lane like, in particular. Like Lane. You know, like I think Bush could go from being a really good player to a star. Um, you know, some of the offensive yes. linemen, I think their best days are in front of them as well. People don't look at it that way, but you're allowed to get better. Right. Right. That's, that off. I, I don't think the offensive line is nearly as bad as. Yeah. I know people like me were screaming offensive line early only because I loved a couple of those beasts. The injured kid from uh, Alabama, the center, mm-hmm. and. Uh, the masher from Oklahoma State. I just really liked those two as players. It didn't mean I was screaming they had to take offensive line early. Um, and, and I think there could be some uh, depth issue to tackle and, unless this Dan Moore comes on. And a guy like Gil Brandt calling him the seventh best value pick of the entire draft. I respect Gil Brandt. So I respect his opinion a lot more than mine. <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe that tackle depth isn't so bad. I don't know much about Joe Haig, but he's a veteran. Um, yeah, some of the other draft picks, you know, Justin Lane's escapades in the offseason don't make me feel all warm and fuzzy. I'm kind of leaning more towards Pierre as that young corner, outside corner to come in uh, when they move Sutton inside. So, I, I, and, and if Lane beats him out, great. If Lane pulls it together, uh, great. But, uh, yeah, I, I would look at a guy like Pierre, and um, there was another guy. Uh, uh, I don't know if it was a safety or not, but uh, regardless, uh, yeah, I, I think they've uh, brought in some. That's that's going to be the tricky part. I think is the cornerback is the position they didn't really tend to in the draft right, until the seventh right. round. Yeah, there's some questions there. So that, we've talked a lot yeah. about that in camp, I'm sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how that stuff all meshes out. But I certainly think, you know, when you look at what they'll line up with on paper um, week one, it shouldn't be, you know, I, I just don't see a team. I, I've seen some predictions. Well, they're, they should be a top 10 drafting team this year. I'm like, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't see it. I don't, I don't see how a defense that has Cam Hayward, Stephon Tuitt, Tyson Alulu, uh, Bush, uh, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick, the guys that they have on that defense suddenly falls off the cliff and is no longer a top 10 defense. Right. I just don't see it. There is, there is concern after losing Dupree. But, you know, and, and we look back at the great duos they've had and, and what those teams have done with those pass-rushing bookends. And the one team that won it all, that didn't have great uh, bookends, was the 2005 team with Porter and Hagens. And, you know, I look at Highsmith as a Hagens, but with a higher ceiling. So, I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't reached that ceiling yet. It's only going to be his second year. But Clark Hagens won a championship. Right. So, I mean, T.J. Watt can be every bit of Joey Porter. And so I, I, I'm not as down on Highsmith. Well, the local guys aren't down on Highsmith. I mean, that's, again, a national thing where they don't they lost Dupree, but nobody knows that Highsmith was pretty effective last year. And we'll get better. Uh, so I think that's one of the guys you're asking me about, too, along with Justin Lane, is some of the young guys with some talent who were drafted high, and Highsmith's one of them. Now, depth, again, will be an issue. And that's, you know, we hear that complaint from all the local fans with message boards, all that, the depth, the depth, the depth. I, I have a feeling that every team has a depth issue here and there, you <laughs> right, know. A position they didn't address in the draft or couldn't address. Yeah, it's just impossible so. to address them all. It, ju- it just is. Uh, Jim, I know uh, Father's Day is coming up. And, uh, uh, of course, uh, you wrote the book on uh, Troy Polamalu uh, in, in the off season here or – it came out in this mm-hmm. offseason, I should say. Where can people uh, find that book in time for Father's Day? Well, uh, let's start with the Steeler stores at the uh, you know Heinz Field, Grove, Grove City, and uh, Tanger Outlets. And uh, I'm going to be doing a signing. Uh, well, there's going to be more signings, but there's one uh, in for sure completely booked in Murraysville a week before Father's Day. I'll be there oh, to nice. sign for your fathers. But if you order on jimwexel.com, you can order on Amazon. But if you order at jimwexel.com, you can, you know, contact me. There's a contact button and say, hey, you know, I, I just ordered the book. Sign it to my dad. Give the dad's name, whatever info you want me to put into the book, and it can make a special Father's Day present for oh, him. That's and cool. You got till yeah, it's June 20th. It's Father's Day, so we've got a few days. Yeah, get that, get so, that uh, done. Yeah, get on that. That's good that's stuff. Plus, Jeffrey Father's Bezos Day has day. enough money. Is that the guy who owns Amazon? Yeah, I think Amazon's getting, getting oh, along just yeah, fine. Oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> You know, I paid more in taxes than he did. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> he took, and he took he took a percentage of my Amazon money, uh, you know, earnings too. So anyway, that's crazy. It's just crazy. But we plow on. We working men plow on. Yeah. One and last question about you, that. Uh, I, I know uh, Troy last week uh, announced that uh, he's going to have Dick LeBeau as his, his presenter. That came as no surprise, <laughs> I, I think, to to any of us who. Who knew Troy? There were a couple of other people that names I saw thrown around, but I, I thought all along it was going to be LeBeau. Uh, were you in the same uh, camp with that? Absolutely, absolutely. It just couldn't have been anyone else. And you know, Dick LeBeau will give a great speech, and uh, I love that Fanica picked Heinz Ward. I just love that they were draft mates. Mm-hmm. You know, drafted in the same class. But uh, this one, 
you know, his uncle Kennedy was a, a father figure to him. The, the man who raised him, Salou, uh, has passed away, so he wasn't a consideration. So I thought maybe Kennedy, uh, maybe his brother, um, but LeBeau, it's, you know, was far and away the favorite, and uh, it's just it's great. It was pretty cool the way Troy announced it too. Uh, if you saw it on Twitter, I don't yeah. even know if I could explain how he did it. But it was like a cartoon, kind of like those uh, religious cartoons in the back of the religious magazines that you know. I don't know if you remember, but. The, the 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 cartoon bubbles and things like that. It was really cool. It was really well done, and Troy did a cool job on it. I of course, as soon as I saw that, I, I put a, a text into him. Hey, you know, it, it looks like you announced uh, uh, Dick LeBeau as your presenter. Can you comment? Can you call me? No answer. <laughs> <laughs> the Steeler Nation's going to lose nothing. their mind when Dick LeBeau comes out there for Troy. That's going to be awesome. It's going to be a heck of a weekend. I, I, it's going to be incredible. Yeah. So now you've got LeBeau and Heinz Ward involved. Um, geez. Yeah. You know, who's Bill Cowers? Uh, Art, oh, uh, Art, Art Rooney. Rooney. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just going to be wall-to-wall yeah. Steeler fans. It's going to be nothing like we've ever seen. And we've seen a lot of big-time Steeler crowds up there. We certainly have, and we've been called some uh, some interesting names up there as well. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think it's it's going to be a fun weekend. I know uh, a lot of Steeler fans are going to show up for that one as well. And, boy, it's going to be all weekend too. Because okay. I mean, you got you got Friday, Saturday, Sunday of just nothing but, but Steelers and, and Steelers talk. And uh, uh, I'm sure, I'm almost positive, they'll save Troy for last. I but, would think so. Well, no, he'll, he'll go on Saturday. I'm sorry. So this year's class would be uh, – Maybe, they, maybe they'll say Fanica for last. I don't know. Hmm. Well, no, I'll bet you they say Peyton Manning. Yeah, Peyton. Last. He'll go up. last, but but, so but they did save Jerome. They did Shiro, uh, save Jerome Bettis for last the, the one year really? uh, because the Steelers were in that game up there, and it, uh, you had to listen to all the. <laughs> Not that I minded, but it, it does make for a very long weekend. But it's going to be one that oh, Steelers fans are going to be yeah. very excited for. Book your tickets. Yeah, get your uh, get your book now. Uh, Palomalu, the inspirational story of Pittsburgh Steelers safety Troy Palomalu. Uh, again, that uh, Jim has that out. Uh, perfect Father's Day gift uh, if you're looking for something for Dad. If he's a Steelers fan, this is one he has to read. Uh, we're going to let you go, Jim. Appreciate you stopping by, and I'll uh, I'll see you out at the OTAs next week uh, as well. So absolutely, uh, yeah. We're, we're, we will we will talk about trying out for the Pittsburgh Pirates first base. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I could at least hit what that guy's hitting. Maybe <laughs> I can step on first anytime. anytime. <laughs> All hey, right. Thanks, for thanks Jim. Yeah, sure. right. Good, good talking to you, Jim. That was Jim Wexel, again, the author of uh, the book about Troy Palomalu. Uh, go out and get that one if you haven't had a chance to read that one yet. It is outstanding stuff, a lot of stuff in there that, uh, you know, if you're a fan of Troy Palomalu. Yeah, you've he, had a lot of interactions a, with him. He's a very, very private guy. Very private guy. And, and Jim kind of alluded to it, and he didn't text me back. You yeah. know, like, it's, it's kind of... It's tough. I, You know, I, I was there Hall of Fame night uh, because I was the uh, I was the voter in Pittsburgh that year, and, mm-hmm. and I hadn't talked to Troy since he retired, before he retired, I, the last game of that season. And, you know, he saw... I, I made sure I asked a question during the Q&A period. Um, and so you had to raise your hand, and they called on you, and I kind of stood up, and he saw me, and he smiled. And, I mean, you know, he, you are, he knew right, where I was. Right. And then they brought him over to me um, at the end. Well, they took him off to do a radio interview, and I'm waiting, and I talked to Bill Cower uh, in the meantime, and Troy's coming. They said, Troy, Troy will be coming back out. I kept asking him, is Troy coming back out? And it's like half hour, 45 minutes after everybody but no, else. Him, he could disappear. It's starting to wrap just, up, yeah, but I, yeah. I know – 
you have to sometimes wait for Troy. That's the yeah. way this goes. <laughs> and they they finally they they made sure they brought him over to me, um, and I got a half an hour with Troy. Just yeah. Uh, great stuff. That was good stuff. And then I got him again. I had to write the. Uh, you can. You'll be able to get this at the Hall of Fame event. But I had to write a story on Troy for the, for the uh, yearbook that they put out for the Hall of Fame. For the Hall of Fame yeah, yearbook. Yeah, yeah. And so the Steelers were, were kind enough, to, and Troy was kind enough to to get on the phone with me for another hour. Um, essentially, it was a, it was a full hour. Um, but obviously, he has spring. to come out when you get in the Hall of Fame. But I mean, yeah. what about? From here on out, do you think it might be the end? Of, we're not going to see 43 for a I while, just, probably. You know, huh? it, it, what he told me was, because I asked him, like, you haven't been around much. You don't, mm-hmm. you know, you're not in the public eye as much. And he said, I, I didn't want to be identified as a football player. I wanted to move on with that, that part right, of right. my life and, and be who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you'll still see him on the, the Head & Shoulders commercials. And his uncle, Kennedy, that Jim referenced, talked him into doing that. Like, oh, hey, really? You yeah, might want to do this. This is, yeah, yeah, this is this is some extra money. This is something that could continue. Yeah, yeah. and he probably doesn't care, but he keeps your name relevant. Yeah, and, you know, the, the younger generation says, "Who's that?" You know, I mean, that type of thing too. Yeah, Kennedy actually was our running back coach when I was at the Browns. He was a really good dude. Too. Yeah, yeah, I talked to him uh, in, about Troy uh, for the, some of the stuff that I wrote on him. But good stuff. It's gonna be a great weekend. Yeah, just thinking about it. I mean, day after day, plus there's a game. All the Steeler influences, you know, as Jim was mentioning, you know, now you got Ward and you got Mr. Rooney and you got Dick LeBeau. I mean, the guys that aren't even going in are going to be, you know, bringing the house down too. There's going to be a lot of black and gold. We might even do some shows from up there. I hope to. I'm hoping we can just, you know, spend the whole time up there and be on the air and fans can stop by and say hello and that'd be awesome. Absolutely. But uh, that's going to do it for this segment of The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. So for my partner, Matt Williamson, for Jacob Brecht here on site, who keeps us on the air and got Jim on the phone. I'm Dale Lally. We appreciate you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.